0: Come on, how many of you glad to be in church on January 1st, 2017? No better place to be. Now you just gonna have to make sure on all your checks you're right, you put 2017. Come on, how many you know you're going to be crossing out six for a long time? At least it's going to be, be happening. How many of you stayed up to midnight? Come on, raise your hand if you stayed up to midnight. Wow, yeah, you came to 1045. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. I know it, I knew it. I told all the 9 a.m. They're really extra spiritual or extra old. I don't know whichever one it is. They all, they, I, like like three people in the 9 a.m. were like, yeah, we stayed there. Everybody else was like, no, I we went to bed. How many went to bed? How many went to bed? Who, who went to bed? Party pooper. It's all good. It's all good. You know what? God's done so much in 2016. I'm so thankful for all that he's done, and to be one of your pastors here has just been such a joy. 2016 was an awesome year, and I know for many of you, it was a great year. For some of you, it was an extremely challenging year, and of course, every year comes with its challenges. It comes with its hardships, but it also comes with its incredible blessings, and our church has seen some incredible blessings in 2016. I want to do this real quick. If you came... To OSC in 2016, raise your hand. 2016. Look at this. Everybody, everybody else, look around. Look at this. Wow! 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 Let me. Here's here's even a better one. If you gave your heart to the Lord in 2016, raise your hand. If that's in here in this place. Wow! Come on, let's celebrate all this that happened. Man, it's incredible. You know, for all those that are in here that serve and give and pray and invite, and you, you this is because of you. What you do changes lives, and you see it happening in here, and I'm excited to see what 2017 is going to look like for us as we continue to expand, come on, as we build a brand new kids' facility in 2017, taking on, come on, yeah, all of our, kids, all of our OSC kids' team were like, yes, bring it on, come on, and uh A lot of great things that are going to be happening in this year and and just coming into this year full of excitement and anticipation of what God wants to do. Today I am going to share kind of a standalone message. Next week we'll kick off our brand new series called Something's Gotta Change. I'll share more a little bit about that at the end of the message. It's going to be a great series. We've been prepping and planning and praying and doing a lot for the past couple of weeks. We'll start into our... Uh, prayer and fasting time next week as well. But this week, uh, being January 1st, we wanted to just kind of kick off with a, a single message just to try to get you kick-started for 2017, get you on the right path. So if you got your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 is is where we're going to be. There's two things I want you to know first off before we go any further. And this, this is two things I want you to hear just straight off at of the top. One, God loves you more than you think. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And number two is that God's doing more in your life than you think he is. Yeah. He's doing a lot more in your life than he think he is. And so if you're brand new here to OSC and you walked in here and you had your head hanging low, listen, pick your head up. God is good. You're in a great place today. You are welcome here. And I'm glad we, we have a church where you can come as you are not come as you should be. Come on. How many are glad for that? You can walk into this place. You know, I've had people say, man, I don't go to church. It's full of hypocrites. And I tell them, man, we got a seat for you. We got got a seat for you. I mean, hey, come on. How many know the church ain't perfect? If it it was perfect, none of us would be able to be a part of it. But uh, it is called to be healthy and God wants us to be healthy. And I believe we have a healthy church and uh, it's full of people. Uh, It's like going to the hospital and going, where are all these sick people here for? That's what church is. It's a place for people that are struggling and, and walking through hardships to, to get healed and, and healthy. But it's also a, a place for you to be trained and equipped and, and to go out and reach other people. Because I mean, you know found people find people, and uh, loved people love people, and freed people free people. It's just the way that it is. How God works, and so. Excited for you to be here today. I want to do something a little bit different today. Um, we're going we're gonna to read the Bible. That's not anything different. We do that every week. But I want you to stand as we read the Bible. Yep, I just made you stand. Stand up. I know. You're like, you're going to make me sit back down and stand back up again? No, this is the only time. But we are going to honor the Word of God today. Uh, I'm going read to read it. You got it right there in your notes. We'll have it on the screen for you. But uh, I just want us to, to start this year off giving honor to the Word of God. And this is what it says. The mystery has been kept. Colossians 1.26. This is in the message translation. It says, the mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Come on, how many you glad we serve a God who wants everyone? God wants everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, and regardless of their backgrounds and regardless of their religious standings. Come on, that's some good news right there. No matter where you come from and no matter what you've been a part of, there's room for you here. God says this. He's, so, he's, he's, he's inviting everyone in. Look at this. And the mystery in a nutshell is this. So here's the mystery. Christ is what? In. Come on, everybody say it with me. Christ in. is in you. So therefore, you can look forward. Come on, 2017. We're looking forward to sharing in God's glory and it's that simple that is the substance of our message we preach christ if anybody wants to know what we preach at our savior's church we preach christ warning people not to add to the message and we teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity now i love this to be mature is to what be come on everybody say to be mature is to be, be listen if If anybody's trying to teach you scripture and it's extremely complicated, it's not the gospel. The gospel is so simple and so basic. Loving Jesus is so simple. It will be the hardest thing you do following Christ, but it's so basic. It's not complicated. We're not trying to like figure out all these codes and everything. He says, listen, it's common sense. Come on. How many like common sense? Yeah. For all those who had a hard time in school, you like common sense (laughs) and it's basic. And look at this. I love this part. Look, Christ, no more, no less. That's what I'm working so hard at day after day, year after year, doing my best with the energy God so generously gives me. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us a a heart to receive and a mind to perceive all that you want to say and do today. God, we come today ready. Not ready just to, to, to hear words, but ready to hear you. That's our desire today. Lord, we want to be more like you. We want to know you more. I thank you for every person today, God, that, that's said, you know what, today, January 1st, I'm, I'm making a commitment to be in God's house. God, I pray, Lord, that you bless them. Lord, be with us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, high five somebody next to you and say, tell them you wish you looked as good as me. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Husbands, don't say that. Don't say that to your wife all right have you ever went on a trip and got to the destination only to realize that you forgot one thing uh, yeah. you ever done that before yeah. you ever gone on a trip and you got there and everything's there and you feel like realize you know you forgot a child no. no. all right <laughs> no uh no just kidding or maybe, you know, you, you got out, you hurried up, got out of the house and, you know, you felt like you grabbed everything, grabbed your purse, grabbed your wallet and you got out and then you realized you left your phone. Anybody ever had that? Yeah. God forbid we don't have our phones. I mean, it's crazy. Or you pack up everything and you, you, you get to your hotel and you realize you didn't bring any of your toiletries. Yeah. Anybody ever had that? Yeah. Or maybe you're single and you go on a date with a girl and you take her out. Go to this nice restaurant, get you a nice meal. The bill comes, and you realize, I forgot my wallet. And then you can't pick up the tab. Some of you guys are like, I don't pick up the tab anyways. Well, that might be why you're single. <laughs> this, uh, this summer, uh, I had the, the privilege of taking my oldest son, Josiah, and uh, Pastor Bubba we got to take his oldest son, Luke, which they're best friends, um, to go to South Africa. And we took a couple of people with us. And we'd been planning for this trip for all the beginning of this year. And, and in the summer, we are planning for it. And so, of course, we get our list of all the things that we're going to need to take him overseas. And he's going to need his passport. So we go to the city hall and get his passport. And he's going to need a new suitcase. And he's going to need his clothes and all of this. It raises all this money. And we do all this. And so the day finally comes. We get everybody all loaded up. And we we head off to Houston. We're flying out of Houston, flying to Uh, overseas to Johannesburg we get there in Houston, and uh, if anybody travels with Pastor Bubba, and Tracy knows this, he likes to be there early, like real early. Like there was nobody else there. It was like just us early. We're like the first ones. This is no lie. We're the first ones at the ticket counter, ready for it to open up. It opens up. I mean, we're right there. We got our whole group together, and, uh, and we get there, and Pastor Bubba's giving them all of his tickets and Luke's you know, uh, passport, and his passport, and then I'm, I'm there right beside him. We're getting, and the lady looks at us and says, Um Do you have your your son's birth certificates? She said, "Um, no, I have their passport. And we had to give the birth certificate to the people at City Hall to get their passport. So we were only told that you only need the passport. And the lady says, no, I'm sorry, your boys can't go on this trip. I said, Say what? no, your boys can't go on this trip. We, we can't let them go. I said, well, what's, what's the deal? They have their passports. They said, well, it's really not an issue with America. It'd actually be when they get to South Africa, when they try to come back over, overseas, they're going to ask for the birth certificate on the way back. So they could get there. They just wouldn't be coming back. I said, well, their moms would not let us come back either. And so, so of course, we had to sit down with the boys and say, sorry, y'all can't go. Y'all just catch Taxi or something. No, I'm joking. We don't do that. And uh, we said, so Pastor Bo was calling Miss Tracy. We're trying to, like, can we fax the birth certificate? Can we do all this? And they were like, no, like, we need the real birth certificate, right? We drove three hours, three and a half hours to Houston to go on this plane, with all these months and all this money, and these boys can't go on this on this flight. And so we look at the other guys, the other people that are on our team. Damon was one of those guys that were on it. And we looked at him and we said, all right, guys. You're going on the plane without us. Now, none of these guys have ever traveled overseas. Pastor Bob and I were the only ones who had ever traveled abroad. They're like, okay, are y'all cool with that? And they're like, oh, sorry, you're gonna have to go. So needless to say, it ended up happening. We had to drive all the way back here to Jennings, had to get all their passports, drive all the way back the next day, and it was eventually able to get onto the plane. But how many know that one thing stopped us from going on this trip? And I think the same can also be true in our world. Everybody in our world accumulates as much stuff as they possibly can, but can forget the one thing that makes life what it is. And come on, how many you know that is a relationship with Jesus? Jesus is the one thing. He is the one thing that sustains everything. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care if I don't have many things in this world. If I got the one thing, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And our relationship with Jesus is the primary one thing that we need more than anything. When we're thinking about 2017 and we're thinking about the things that that I want in 2017 or the things about what I don't want to happen. I mean, think about 2016. And if you were to describe 2016, if it was a good year or a bad year, how would you describe it? If it was a bad year for you, you would probably describe it as a bad year because of bad things that happened. Maybe things that you didn't... foresee coming maybe someone passed away maybe lost a job maybe finances maybe a marriage that was destroyed i don't know something was going on if you said it was a good year usually you would say it's a good year because not that many bad things happened so it was a good year but how many know if if we were now to measure 2017 as being a good year a bad year not based off of what the things happen but if we just hold on to this one thing because 2017 is going to be a year where you'll face challenges just as like you did in 20... Hey, y'all know y'all have never had a year where there hasn't been challenges, right? right. Every year has been a challenge. And I'm not going to stand up here and say that 2017, if you love Jesus and keep him the one thing, you'll never face anything. Probably if you love Jesus, you'll face everything. Oh, yeah. right. But come on, how many know when you got the one thing that nobody can take away from you, it's the greatest thing. Amen. So we're going to talk about this one thing. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. It's Paul speaking, and this is what he says. He says, I am not saying that I have this all together, that I've made it. But I am well on my way. Now, real quick, let me just stop and pause here real quick. This is the Apostle Paul that's talking here. Now, many of you, if you know, Apostle Paul used to be Saul. He killed Christians. He was, he was a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, he knew Scripture. I mean, he was, he was a pretty bad dude. When God radically saved him, he just radically turned his world upside down. God started using him in mighty ways. And this guy starts off, Apostle Paul starts off with, man, I really haven't made it. But if you know a little bit about Paul, you would think that he kind of made it. I mean, like when you're sick here, we ask you to come forward and we pray on, pray for you, you know we'll put our hands on you and just really believe God to heal you. Paul would walk by them with his shadow, and his shadow would heal them. How many of you would know, I think he made it.? Like I mean, I, th- I feel like he made that, okay? I mean, he had, he, he had visions of heaven, being in heaven. I mean, he wrote three quarters of the Bible. I mean, when he was sweating from working at the tents, when people were sick, they would just give the, his, he, would, he would give his sweat rag to the people and say, hey, just bring it to them. That'll heal them. Come on. How many of you know? I think he made it. Anybody in here done any sweat, sweat healing yet lately? <laughs> hey, just go give that to them. Let's see. Let's see. You haven't done that. So, I mean, when you look at it from this perspective, I feel like he's made it. I mean, I feel like if next to Jesus, if there's anybody that's pretty godly, the Apostle Paul would be pretty, pretty godly. And yet, there's this holy discontent inside of him that even though all this stuff is going on in my life, I want more. And I think one of the greatest challenges honestly, in America, is we are too satisfied with too little. We're satisfied with a little bit of Jesus. I'm cool with that. As long as I get my little bit of Jesus on Sunday for an hour, I'm cool with that. That's all that I need. But then what ends up happening is, is we feel like we've got to keep coming back every Sunday because I need that little bit of Jesus because I don't have any other Jesus during the week. But how many know we serve a God who wants to give you more than enough? He wants to give you all that Jesus has for you. Come on, y'all with me today? How many want all Jesus has for you? I don't want just a little bit. I want all that he's got. Come on. My thing is, God, if you've got a lot more for it, give it to me. Amen. And this is how Paul's, Paul's perspective, he's, he's got this holy discontent. I'm not satisfied with where I am. And I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. And this is what Paul says. And he says, look at, he says, get away. Or actually, look at it. He says, not that I have made it, but I am well on my way. Reaching out for who? Who's he reaching out for? I'm reaching out for Christ. He was so wondrously reached out for me. Come on, how many are you glad Jesus reached out to you? He didn't wait for us to reach out to him. He reached out to us. Now look at this. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. But I've got my eye on the what? Gold. I've got my eye on the goal. Now watch this. Where God is beckoning us onward To who? Come on. Can I tell you in 2017, God is beckoning you to Jesus? Come on. Come on. Come on. Now watch this. This is so cool. I'm off and running. Notice he's not sitting and praying. He's not sitting idle doing nothing. He said, I'm off. I'm going. I'm going for this thing. Now watch what he says from here. I'm off and running and I'm not. I'm not what? Come on, some of you, that needs to be a declaration for 2017. Come on, how many want to leave 2016 where it is and just run straight to Man, I'm running to Jesus in 2017. Jesus, I'm running to you. I ain't turning back to this stuff. All the stuff that I left in 2016, I want to leave it in 2016. I don't want to bring it into 2017. And he says this, so let's keep, now here's my big word. Let's keep what? Focused on that goal. Those of us, now look at this. Those of us who want everything God has for us. I think that's all of us, right? Everybody in here that wants everything that God has for you, we better stay focused on this one goal. This one thing, this one thing, and it's not a thing, it's a him, and his name's Jesus. So we focus on Jesus, because I've learned this, if you get your eyes on where you want to go, you won't stay where you are. If your eyes stay focused on where you are, you'll stay where you are. If your eyes are so consumed with my pain, my problems, my dysfunction, my depression, my anxiety, my, if you, if all you do is sit in that and focus on that, you'll stay in that. But 2017 will be a year we get our eyes off of that thing and we put it on the one thing that can change our life and his name's Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's all about focus. It's all about focus. So here's the question. 2017, what's your focus? What your good? Good answer. Okay, good. one. I wasn't ready for that. Y'all quick to nine, man. Y'all quick. I, I hope it's Jesus. I want it to be Jesus. Back in the day, I used to be a professional photographer. I used to do a lot of photography to make extra money. And, and one of the things about photography, really that makes photography what it is. That, that really difference between a, a good photographer and a really great photographer is this ability to capture a scene but to create the focus point of what you want. And a photographer understands a, a, a term called depth to feel, which is you take something in front of you and you focus everything, your lens, on that and you blur everything else around it out of the picture. Creates a, a depth where you, you just focus in on, man, that is a beautiful little girl, or that's, it just focuses in on whatever you're trying to get your audience to look at. And I'm going to tell you right now in 2017, you're going to have to frame up your perspective in such a way that Jesus is your focus and you're going to have to blur everything else out because there's going to be distractions. There's going to be things that come your way. There's going to be hardships that are going to come your way. They're going to hit you from all different places and you better keep your focus on that one thing. Because that one thing is the only thing. When Peter got out of the boat, when Jesus called Peter to get step out of the boat, if you know the story, Peter's looking at Jesus, and the Bible says that waves and winds are crashing all around him. And as soon as he takes his eyes off of Jesus, what does he do? He sinks. sinks. And I'm going to tell you right now, you and I will have a choice in 2017 if we're going to focus on the winds and waves or if we're going to focus on Jesus. Winds and waves will come. But you and I get the choice and the determining factor that every morning we're going to wake up. Listen, you got two attitudes that you can have every morning you wake up. It could be one, good morning, Lord. Or it could be two, good morning. Lord, is it morning? (laughs) And you can have this perspective of, God, I want more of you. Or, God, help me out here. And we, we go through these seasons where we, we, we lose focus on what matters most. You're going to have an opportunity this year to lose focus. I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to focus on this one thing. This is what Philippians tells us to do. So here's my prayer for you in 2017. I want you to write two things. It's, this is a simple message. It'll probably be the shortest message I share because I only got two points. Here's the first one. This is my prayer for me and my prayer for us as a church. First, first thing, it's the one thing, is that we, we would be with Jesus more. I pray in 2017 more than anything that we would be with Jesus more. Now, notice what I didn't say. I didn't say go to church more. I didn't say I pray that you serve more. I didn't say it. I said I pray that you would be with Jesus more. See, because religion tells you what to do, relationship tells you who you are. Religion says you need to do this and this and this and this. If you want to love God, then you need to do this and this and this and this and this and this. But relationship knows that this is who you are. This is what we do. God desires to be, listen, God did not die on a cross just to die for you. He died to be with you, to reconcile you, to bring you back in relationship with him. And every Sunday when you come and you hear, whether myself or Pastor Bubba or whoever is up here preaching and sharing, our goal as pastors is that every Sunday you'll not get information, you'll get revelation. Do you know the difference? Information is what people say. Revelation is what God says. Amen. Come on, how many of you know what God says is way more important than anything I say? It's way more important than what anybody else says. Because when you hear what God says, come on, that'll change. His words change your life, mine don't. And and a lot of churches are filled with giving people a lot of information. But I'm not here to give you some information. I'm here that the word of God would give you revelation as to what God is saying to you. And I believe some of the best spiritual growth you're going to experience in 2017 will not be in this church. It will not be in this building. I believe it's going to be in your car driving to work. Or in your shower as you're spending time with the Lord, just praying and spending time with God as you take a shower or whatever that looks like for you. But I'm going to tell you, when you can hear God and you can communicate with God and you're talking to God and God's talking to you, there's something that, that changes you. This is a year that I want us to be with Jesus more. Now, do I want you to be in church more? Yes, I would love you to be. But only for the purpose of you knowing God more. Not to do more but to know him more. Matthew 11. Look at this verse with me. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. I love. It's one of my favorite passages in Scripture. This is is red letters, by the way. This is Jesus speaking. And this is what he says. Are you tired? If you're tired in here, raise your hand. Some of y'all couldn't even raise your hand because you're too tired. I can't even raise my hand. Look at this. You worn out? You burn out on religion? By the way, that was my issue. I grew up in a Christian home my whole life. But I was burned out on religion. Because I thought that my relationship with God was based off of what I did. And I didn't realize my relationship with God was based off of what Jesus did. And so I spent almost 20 years faking it till I made it. Trying to act like I was better than I was. Trying to put on all of these rituals and do these things and try to be this good kid and in and the whole time I was being burnt out. Because I was trying harder when Jesus wasn't saying try harder, he was saying, Come come spend time with me. See, I didn't realize the difference. Religion says you need to work harder and you need to clean yourself up. The gospel says Jesus will clean yourself up, just come to him. Come on, I like that a lot better. And look what he says. He says, are you you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Now, look, here's the invitation. Everybody listen to me. This is God's word. Come to me. You tired? Come to me. You worn out? You done with this whole parenting thing? You done with your marriage? You done with whatever? Come to me. Now, watch this. I highlighted this so that way we can make sure to see where the emphasis is on this. Get away. What's those two words? Now I want you to see this. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Hey, you want to know the greatest recovery program? Jesus. Recovery programs are great, but Jesus is better than all of them. Because he promises here he's going to recover your life when you come to him. Now watch this. And I'll show you how to take real rest. want to know how to have real rest for your soul? It's not about getting more sleep. There's a real rest for your, slow, uh, for your soul that Jesus can give you. Now walk, watch this. Walk with me. Work with me. And watch how I do it. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Now watch this. Keep company with me. And you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Come on, how many say, give me some of that. I want to learn how to live freely and lightly. Come on, I want, I want rest for my soul. This is an invitation that God is extending to you and I. Hey, by the way, we get to either accept the invitation or deny it. Jesus says, hey, I want you to come to me. And we can go, nah, I'm good. And here's what I've learned. For the people who say, nah, I'm good, I got this. That freely and lightly ends up becoming burdensome and heavy. And I don't have to preach this to you. You know why? Because your life preaches it to you already. That's right. right. Your life tells you it's burdensome and heavy. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to convince you that you living for yourself and living apart from God is burdensome and heavy. You know that. Jesus' invitation is for us to come. And I love this. He says, watch how I do it. So we watch God. That's why we get in the word and read how he does it. And then learn the unfourth rhythms of grace. So here's the question. For 2017, what is your rhythm with God? What is your rhythm with God? What do you mean? There's a rhythm to relationships. There's a way that you develop relationships. There's, there's a rhythm to it. And God says there's a rhythm to getting to know me. There's a rhythm to being with me. I love this about a personal relationship with God is that my relationship with God will look different than yours. How I spend time and connect with God will be different than how you spend time and connect with God. For some of you, it may be reading and studying the Bible for hours and hours and hours. For the others of you, it may be something totally different. It may be putting on worship music and you just feel close to God when you do that. I talked to a guy this week that that, uh, absolutely loves to hunt. And he told me, he said, said, Josh, he said, man, I'm going to tell you. He said, you might think I'm crazy. He said, but I have heard God more sitting in a hunting blind waiting for a deer than any other place. I said, do you tell your wife that so you can go hunting? Is that what you use? He said, yes, I do, actually. But it's true. He's actually, I've seen some incredible transformation in his life. But he says, man, when I'm just out there with nature and I'm by myself, he said, man, God just speaks to me. I don't know what it is for you. Every one of us, it's different. Maybe it's, you just take one verse a day. Just meditate on that. I don't know what it is. Can I give you a challenge though? Here's my challenge on how you can be with God more in 2017. I'll give you a challenge for this week. Do something different this week that you've never done before to connect with God. Do something different. Something that you've never done before. You know, um, Surveys say that the average person looks at their phone between 100 and 150 times a day. They look at their phone 100 and 150 times a day. So let me just give you, I'll give you a couple of things that you probably could do. On the wallpaper home screen of your phone, change it to a scripture. Put a scripture on it. Whatever that scripture may be. I mean, there's tons of scriptures that are out there, but find a scripture that really can speak to you and minister to you, maybe this one here, I don't know. But find a scripture and put it on your home screen. And every time you got to go to your phone, guess what you're doing? You're digesting some scripture. Maybe, you know, whatever comes out of your mouth, let it be profitable and honoring to the Lord. Put that on there. So when you want to call and tell somebody off, you're like, oh, that's scripture. <laughs> Put it all over your place. Put it over your bathroom mirrors. Put it on your rear view mirror in your car. Put it on your dashboard. Just find scriptures and just post it everywhere. And when you want to freak out, you got scriptures that are just there. that just help you. Because when you see and you read and you hear God's word, it changes your world. It changes your world. And we, as we spend time with God and we listen to his word and we let his word do something in our hearts, it just changes us. I have a, um, I have an iPhone, and I don't know if other phones do this, but iPhones are, are known for doing this. Is um, I've sent a couple of texts to like different guys, you know, telling them, "Hey, I have this for you" or something, and it and it autocorrects to something else. Y'all ever had that? Yes. You're like, "Hey, I have this for you," and instead it, it says, "I love I love you." Or you're like, I didn't mean that. And then every time you try to correct it, it says it again. And you're, anybody ever done that? You see like seven messages back and forth. You're like, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Okay, I've done that a number of times. Um, It just continually auto corrects. But I do also like it as well because there's times where you just kind of, Type it shorthand and it auto-corrects it to the right thing. Come on, how many of you have a terrible time spelling? Any spellers? And it auto-corrects it to the right spelling for you. Thank God for for that, okay? For us terrible spellers. It'll change it for you. Um, I I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Here's the thing about spending time with God. I love this about God. Because the Holy Spirit is with us. As you spend more and more time with God, he auto-corrects you. So you're about to go and say something that you shouldn't. He goes, ah! Don't say that. And he automatically kind of auto-corrects. And I'm going to tell you, the more time you spend with God, the more the auto-corrects are something that you really are thankful for. Come on, I I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that we have a Holy Spirit who auto-corrects me when I'm about to do something I shouldn't do. Come on, how many in traffic before? I mean, Jennings doesn't have traffic, but Lafayette? Anybody in Lafayette during Christmas? Yeah, I need to auto-correct a lot of my own. Come on, yes. Peace be with you. Wait, you didn't say, and also with me. What's the deal? <laughs> I think one of the things that can break the power of sin over our life is not focusing on trying to fix the sin, it's focusing on loving Jesus more. Listen to me very closely. For all those that are in here that have addictions, that have something that you can't get past, it seems like it all, it's just got to bind on you. I'm going to tell you how you overcome that. It's not by trying to fix it. It's by spending time with Jesus. There's a song that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. It's an old song. Look full in his wonderful face. Anybody know the rest? And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Old song, but it's so powerful. Turn your eyes on Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth, everything else that's going on around you, will grow strangely dim because of his glorious grace. Come on, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's be with Jesus more in 2017. Number two. As I pray in 2017, I so hope we will be like Jesus more in 2017. Come on, how many know if you're going to be with Jesus more, you're going to be like Jesus more? Anybody seen that happen? You spend more time with Jesus, you're going to become more and more like Jesus. And let me tell you right now, the greatest spiritual indicator to know how much Jesus has influenced your life. You want to know what it is? How you love people. The greatest way that I can gauge if you love God is how you love people. Because you can't love God and not love people. It's impossible. If you hang around with Jesus long enough, everything that He loves, you love. And by the way, you know who He loves? People. He loves people. So I don't, I don't measure people's spiritual maturity based off of how much scripture they know or how many times they go to church or if they give or no, no. I base people's spiritual maturity based off of how well do they love people? How well do they love people? So well, how, how well do I love people? Well, glad you asked. Scripture actually gives us kind of what I call the love checkup. You want to know how well you're doing in the love area? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. It says this, Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. We can probably just stop there, huh? (laughs) Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Love doesn't force itself on others. (laughs) Love isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Love trusts God always, and it always looks for the best, and it never looks back, and it keeps going to the end. Now, that's 1 Corinthians 13 in the message translation. Let me give you the personal conviction translation. You ready for this one? Replace love with your name. Let me show you how this plays out. Can you you help me? Can you put the next one? There we go. Thank you. Josh never gives up. Josh cares more for others than for self. Josh doesn't want what it doesn't have and Josh doesn't shrug. Josh doesn't have a swelled head. My wife would say differently at times. Josh doesn't force itself on others. Josh isn't always me first. Josh doesn't fly off the handle. Josh doesn't keep score of the sins of others. And Josh trusts God always and he, and he always looks for the best and he never looks back and he keeps going to the end. Some of you need to take this and put your name in there and then post that everywhere. Because how many you know when you read this though, how many of you know we can't do this? Apart from Christ, we cannot do this. But how many know with Jesus, you can do this? With God's help, you can do all of these. It's impossible apart from them. But when we spend time with Jesus, we become more like Jesus. And this is what Jesus does. He doesn't count people's sins against them. He doesn't strut. He doesn't have a swelled head. It's not about him. This is who Jesus is. This is the Jesus that we want to be. And I'm going to tell you, the only way that you love people... Is you just learn to love Jesus. And you allow Jesus to love you. And when Jesus loves you, you learn to do these things. What if our church was known for how much it loved God and how much it loved people? Come on, I pray more than 2017. If people talk about OSC, the two things that they talk about is man, those people are real and love Jesus and they love people. They love people so much. Come on, how many of you know our jobs would be different if we walked up into our jobs? Already understanding how much God loves us and I no longer need love or approval from anybody else at my job. Amen. Come on, how many know my life would be totally different? That work environment would be totally different. Now I now I don't have to defend myself. Now I don't have to go in and try to try to be something I'm not, because I got everything that I need in the one thing. Yeah. The one thing is all that I need, and now I can walk into a place. Come on, how many know our cities and our schools and our businesses would be different if we put the one thing as the main thing in our lives and not worry about the other things? Right. Man. We would be more with Jesus and we would look more like Jesus. This is our desire. And then last but not least, seasons change but Jesus does not. Seasons change but Jesus does not. There will come moments in 2017 where you will face hardships. But I just want you to hear me very closely on this. If you find your worth in anything but Jesus, you will struggle this year. Because if you focus on the things that you have to find your worth, when those things don't meet up to what you want or you face hardships, you're gonna say things like this. God, where are you? God, why would you allow this? God, don't I deserve, and you fill in the blank. But if you realize that your worth and your value comes from Jesus alone, you'll, you'll realize two things. One, nobody can take it from you. Nobody can take it from you. And then two, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. You can walk up into your, into your place of work, and now you can go and love other people because you don't need them to love you because you already got the love that you need from God. Y'all with me here? This, is, this changes everything. Seasons change, but Jesus does not. Come on, I, I, I love seasons. I wish we had more than one in, in Louisiana. Seems like we only have one season around here. Anybody with me on this? golly it's crazy anybody wear shorts for Christmas yeah. I love I, listen I love spring I love spring it's awesome I, I love it I love springtime. I love the way that it is but man I'm going to tell you allergies are like craziness in the spring y'all with me here but just because allergies are in the spring doesn't mean I bail out in spring I'm like I'm done with spring no I realize that's a part of that season it's the hardship of that season summer I love summer and our family goes to the beach we have a great time it's awesome but then i i don't like it because then i get into my car and put my hand on the steering wheel and have third degree burns on my steering wheel it's terrible sweating all the time and how many know when you're in summer you're just like i can't wait to fall how many know that almost every season it seems like you're in you can't wait to the next one You get to fall, you're like, oh, I love falling. I love fall too, man. Colors are changing. It's beautiful. Leaves are falling all over the place. And then I realize, i got to rake all these leaves. But I don't check out a fall and go, man, forget all this. You know what? No, I've just realized that's what i got to walk through in that season. I do what I do. And, of course, winter, which I don't know if we're in it or not in it. We haven't made up our mind if we're in it now. I enjoy it. I enjoy the cold. We enjoy having a fire in our house. Come on, you know, anything below 52 in Louisiana, like school shut down, people don't even know what to do. (laughs) I love the winter, but I mean, it was freezing cold. I, I don't care for that. But it's the season. 2017 will have seasons. But Jesus will not change in any of those seasons you will face some struggles in 2017. But I want you to hear me on this. Jesus is still good. He's still with you. He still loves you. I mean, from the stuff that we fought with Joel to the stuff that Pastor Bubba and Miss Tracy have fought with, with Pastor Bubba and his health and sickness. To I mean, you go, you go across. I mean, we've had people in our church that have lost husbands this year. We've had people in our church that have went through nasty divorces this year. We've had people that have struggled with addiction back and forth and back and forth all throughout the year. I mean, we're, we're, we're walking through some stuff this year. But I love this, that in all of that, Jesus doesn't change. He's still with us. And can I tell you what? Even if you don't face any of that stuff, Jesus is with you. And if you face all of it, Jesus is still with you. We're going to do some funerals this year, but Jesus will be there. We're going to cry some tears, but Jesus will be there. We're going to rejoice over some salvations, and Jesus will be there. Come on, y'all with me here? We're going to celebrate some stuff, and Jesus is in that. And when we cry, Jesus is in that. God, I pray if anything in 2017, we make the one thing the main thing. God, that you are first in everything. Would you bow your heads all across this place? God, I pray, Lord, over all your people today. God, in this new year, as we step into this new year, God, that we would remind ourselves that the one thing is the main thing, and that one thing is you. It really honestly doesn't matter what we're doing, as long as it matters who we're doing it with, and we want to do it with you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would show us who you are this year in a, in a new way. I pray that you would speak to your people. I pray that they would, as they spend time with you, that you would make them more like you. God, I thank you that we can come as we are, but you love us enough not to keep us as we are. God, that that you want to change us, transform us. You want to give us hope where hopelessness has resided. You want to give us joy and peace where worry and fear has reigned for so long. This is Jesus. This is Jesus.